When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducci and Pate. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantal. Hi Grania, how are we? I've got some very exciting news for you. I'm excited. Okay, what's the exciting news? Any more emails from our listeners? We got a reader's <gasps> email. We got a reader's <gasps> email. It's from Ellen Maguire. So I, I'm assuming we're somehow related. And she's a proper Maguire. She's an MAG, not an MC. The MAGs oh, right, don't okay. like the MC. But you don't know immediately who she is. Well, I just assume we're somehow related. I mean, okay. I'm related to Toby Maguire. I'm related to Jerry Maguire. Oh, right. Okay. I think I, see. <laughs> I understand what these I understand what you mean when you say I think we're related. Okay. Now we're on the same page. This is a complete stranger. Go on. <laughs> but what I will say is, and this is uh, other Maguires who are listening, you'll be able to feel my pain. I was so relieved when we had Jerry Maguire played by, you know, handsome Tom Cruise because so long as whenever there was a TV program and they wanted a character to be rough, a terrorist, a gangster, surname always Maguire. Really? Always. So Tom Cruise getting in there and for a while Toby Maguire was kind of like he was being pushed as like a, I'm not sure how successful the campaign was to make Toby Maguire a sex symbol but I think people fancied him. Yeah, there's, a, there's about a year a in the mid 90s when I, when I was kind of a to- Toby Maguire for about a year once Spider-Man came out I was over it but there's when he was still doing the indie movies like the Ice Storm and stuff like that I was into Toby yeah. Maguire so he he helped you out between him and Jerry and now you at the family reunions, I always told Toby how proud we were of him. Oh, I'm glad, and he was doing I'm really glad well. he got the message. So back to Ellen Maguire. So Ellen Maguire has been in touch. And thank you so much, Ellen, for reaching out. And she's got a fan request. And this is a good couple. This is a really good couple. Oh, okay. So she wants us to discuss Patsy Kensett and Liam Gallagher. <gasps> God, you know what? I totally forgot about them. That was a yeah. moment. That cover uh, of them with them lying down with the union jack, the union flag on them. They were yeah. they were the couple. I mean, we've done Damon and Justine, so it seems only fair mm. we do the other major couple of the indie music scene, which definitely was Liam and Patsy. Wow, I'd love to do Patsy. And she had such an interesting, because wasn't she with the guy from Simple Minds as well before Liam? So she has such yep. an interesting background. And then him since dating one of the All Saints girls for age, which is iconic as well. <gasps> love to do it. I would love to do that. Yes, big thank you, Ellen. Great choice. I would love to, but I will probably have to take a week off work to research that <laughs> because, again, it will be another War of the Roses episode. There, well, there's, there wouldn't be, th- yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. They did a lot of interviews and there's a lot of like, you're going to have to get into a lot of back issues of Q magazine, <laughs> things like oh, that. Right. Enemies for like 95, Glastonbury backstage reports. But then you, you have her and with Noel's, what was Noel, Meg? So you had Patsy, it was it Meg, Meg Matthews. Meg Matthews. Meg and Patsy hanging around together and all their house parties with that Sadie Frost and that whole scene of all of them hanging out and oh. Kate Moss and everything. It was cool. What a time. It was cool, Britannia. Did you have a nice weekend? What this week do you want to break up with? What do you want to get together with? Oh my God. Um, the only thing I want to stay together with is the heat wave we are having here in the British Isles at the moment, which I know we have to all complain about it, complain about it all being too hot. I'm not doing that. 
So I am enjoying the hell out of this lovely, lovely, lovely summer heat. And my sister-in-law, Emily, is in town, randomly in town oh. on a work trip. I haven't seen her in like two years. It was since like since 2020 and before all the madness happened. And I'm so excited she's here and I'm seeing her tonight after this, after we record this. And by the time this comes out, she'll be back in America and hopefully listening to this. So hi, Emily. It was great seeing you. I love you. So that's why I want to stay with her and the weather. And I want to break up with people that complain about the weather and that don't like their (laughs) (laughs) sisters-in-law. What about you, Grania? I I only have brothers-in-law, but I do like my brothers-in-law. That's 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 exciting. And what what do I want to break up with? I don't know. And maybe it's just a good week. You know what? It's just a lovely week. It's a lovely week. The sun is out. I've got a slight tan. In this country, when the sun's out, obviously everyone just gets in a good mood. Like no one... It's just you can't be in a bad mood in this in this weather and not in this country. When you're in England and it's sunny, everyone's just happy. The sun, nature's filter. That's right. That's right. It really is. Uh, speaking of gift from the gods. Gift from the Who gods. Who have we got indeed. this week? Well, and actually, ironically, speaking of Jerry Maguire, your favorite Tom Cruise, mm. obviously being the guest this week, chosen for by the lovely, lovely guest we have on. I'm very excited to have him on. He's a actor, a comedian. He's, of course, part of the amazing comedy duo Bourgeois Maurice. We love him. We stand. He's a legend in the making. We're very lucky to speak to him. Please welcome George Hayworth. The way they were. Hi, George. Hi, Grania. How are you? <laughs> we're really good. We're so excited to have you on the pod. Hi, George. We're very excited to have you here. Hi, Chantal. I'm so excited. Big celebrity. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> so before we dive into your incredible couple, we're quite romantic podcast. Do you, would you consider yourself a romantic? Hmm. Yeah, I think I probably am quite romantic because I think I really like, I love the kind of theatre of romance. Like I kind of like, I like all of that big over the top I, I i think that's where i kind of fall into the romance camp if it if it doesn't have like a giant bow on it and like a you know like i always used to fantasize as a teenager because they didn't exist in the uk but you know like in american movies when people would give each other chocolate boxes shaped like hearts oh, like, oh yeah like you never actually saw them anywhere but i used to like try and make them at home sure. like I just, just like I just they're just so camp and theatrical and yeah. I love that. Do you see those at all nowadays? I'm sure I've Well, so Marks and Spencer, because I had the exact same dream. All I wanted was my boyfriend to arrive at one of my shows backstage with a big heart-shaped box of chocolates uh-huh. and for him to say, Can I take you for drinks, Miss McGuire? <laughs> <laughs> I sure am a fan. That's all I ever wanted. And he got me a box of chocolates. Around Valentine's, you can get them from Marks and Spencer. They charge it, but it's not—it's not like the velvet fantasy. Yeah, that what I the ve- have you ever? Yeah. Did you ever get your fantasy, George? Did you? Did, did... No, I, I never got. I never got it. Still, I never got it. Does your... But you know, I feel like I feel like like with Instagram now, surely like everyone wants this. Like it's such a good visual fantasy. Right? Like somebody, if if no one's making them, I'm gonna start properly making them. Seriously, does your husband know that you, this is a dream we've had that's yet to be fulfilled? Well, that's why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> I can send it to him after. <laughs> Just let Tim know. This, we've been really <laughs> fucking me over here for like, for like ten years almost. Come on. What the fuck, it's my box of chocolate. Seriously? Oh my god, that's shocking. If I know, well, if I, I'll try. I'm gonna get Tim on the case. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get George's okay. goddamn box of heart shaped chocolates. Thanks. You're and welcome. so, what's the most romantic gesture that you've ever done or been the recipient of? Hmm. God, do you know what? Like, I say that I'm romantic, and then suddenly I'm like racking my brains to think of a single romantic <laughs> thing I've ever done for someone else. It's almost as if I'm completely selfish, and I just want romantic gestures done back to me. Like I have, like Tim. I think when I started dating my current husband, like this had never happened with anyone I'd ever dated. Like, because you, when you do drag, like you terrify the fuck out of like anyone that dates you. So they run a million miles. So when they're like, "Oh, come to my show," they're like, "No, thanks." And my first show I did, Tim actually sent a giant bunch of flowers to the thing, and it was like the sweetest thing I have oh, ever seen. That's it was so romantic. It was really classy and also really good because Liv, who I performed with, was like, like really jealous. Did they? And it's really Good. Were they like when you're in a double backstage? act it's good to yeah 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 like came oh, back so like, she saw George them. something's arrived she saw them they were in the dressing room it had my name on and it's always good when you're in a double act to like just try and like create friction in that way yeah. to just yeah. like make the other one really jealous yeah let her know who's actually successful here and who's just yeah who's the yes. hot one yeah whose coattails who else is riding oh. on 
exactly they must be from my lover yeah yeah i was i wonder actually or even better i wonder who these could be from there's so many options <laughs> who knows oh t- oh tim yes yes that one of course <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you picked an incredible couple, an absolutely incredible couple. As usual, Chantelle doesn't know, but I've got a few clues, a few breadcrumbs to find, hopefully you'll find the way through the forest to this incredible couple. So first of all, this couple got together in the year of 2005. Were we ever that young? 2005, picture the scene. It's the year of Hurricane Katrina. John Paul II dies, and Prince Charles and Camilla Barker Bowles finally made it official. But something else was going on that year. It was a year where we Uh. didn't want to wait for our lives to be over, because this good man had us at hello. Okay, okay. Oh, God, okay. We didn't wait for... Okay, had me at hello. Wait, okay, do we finally have a Tom Cruise? I think we can confirm Tom Cruise is okay. the guy. Okay, it's like, okay, we've been talking about Tom Cruise. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. It is. Yeah. Oh, thank you, George. Oh my God, thank you. I was just literally this weekend saying we haven't even had Tom Cruise. We haven't had him and Nicole. We haven't had him and Penelope. We haven't had him and Katie. I've been so excited. Oh, thank you. So before we do before we do a deep dive, I know what we're all thinking. We're all thinking. Yeah, Gronya. What about the star signs? Don't worry, got to cover it. Tom Cruise, born on the 3rd of July, 1962. He's a Cancer. Katie Holmes, born on the 18th, 18th of December, Sagittarius. So according to the stars above, what do you think their percentage of compatibility do the planets give them? George, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to go 56%. 56%, okay, not too bad. I am going to, I, oh God, this is so meaningless. So I'm just, it's literally, it doesn't exist. I'm going to say uh, 14%. I'm going to say it's low. 14%. Ooh. I'm going okay, low. Okay. Well, I can tell you, according to the literal heavens, <laughs> cancer, Tom, is a sign that exalts and will probably make their partner feel special. On the other hand, Sagittarius Katie will make things light and fun. The only way their relationship can succeed if Cancer Tom will let go of their preconceptions and allow some change and fun to enter their strict sex zone. Yeah, I don't see Tom doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what the, the rumours were that he never let that happen. <laughs> I think so. I think we know what happened here. So what, what, what percentage did they have? So sadly, they only had forty percent compatibility. Okay. Oh. Low, but not not our not our lowest, but low still low. Okay, so let's find. Before we do a deep dive, I'll go with Katie because there's less to power through. So Katie, like I said, was born in 1978. She came from Ohio. She seems to have quite like a very like all American upbringing she's the youngest of five kids her parent her dad was this top level divorce lawyer foreshadowing (laughs) she was (laughs) make a note so little katie home she's in ohio she's a really good at school she her father wanted to be a doctor did you know while she was still at secondary school or high school she was offered the lead in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? Whoa. According to her Wikipedia, she was offered the lead in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but turned it down because she wanted to finish high school. That's it. Oh, she's smart. That's a different yeah. show with Katie Holmes on it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there's sort of early signs that maybe, I don't know if she can be a bit naive, but she seems a little bit guileless, put it this way, because did you also know that she turned down the audition for Dawson's Creek because she was in a school play at the time and didn't want to let her fellow cast members down. Oh, Katie. Oh, Katie. <laughs> That's just a bad manager. That's just, she didn't have the right publicist. It might have been a really good school play. <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? Well, who was she playing? <laughs> so yeah, she, she could have said, been Maria in West Side Story. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't give up that. <laughs> so this is a quote. She said, I was doing my school play, Damn Yankees. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really bad idea. 
and I was playing Lola. I even got to wear the feather boa. I thought there's no way I'm not playing Lola to go audition for some network. I couldn't let my school down. We'd already sold a lot of tickets. So I told Kevin and the WB, I'm sorry, I just can't meet with you this week. I've got other commitments. She maybe she's doing that thing I used to do now. You know, when um, you don't see in movies that someone would get offered a job and it would mean letting down the job that they're at. And then they, they wouldn't do that. And the new job would be like, oh, we like the cut of your jib. You know, you don't let people down. That We're going to give you a better job. So maybe she thought that it was actually all a test by the WB to make sure that she wouldn't screw them over or something. In because which case, everybody smart. knows... Hollywood takes responsibility very seriously. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> the entertainment industry rewards loyalty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, the, the you know, the people making casting, Dawson's Creek were like, what? And they just couldn't believe she was turning down the audition. So they allowed her to audition via videotape. And apparently this videotape was so incredible. She's basically offered the part of Joey Potter there on the spot. Wow. I'm so impressed that she had a video recorder. And like, when was that? Like 94 or something? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a lawyer. She's yeah, her dad's well. a lawyer. She was Yeah, rich. that's true. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. And George, were you a Dawson's Creek fan? I loved Dawson's Creek. Same. Yeah, I was super into it. Yeah. Jen was really my favorite, like, and mm. I still have such a Michelle Williams, like, mega crush. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, Joey was, like, obviously incredible as well. And I still regularly, if I'm ever, like, near water and there's, a like, a little bit of, like, a... What do they call them? Those bits of, like, wood that stick out like a jetty. <laughs> a dock. <laughs> like a dock. Those things. You're hanging I'm, around a dock. If I'm hanging around a dock, like, oh, my God, it's just, like, the Dawson's Creek dream just comes flooding you back. You see a little a little boat go by with one paddle, and you just think, oh, uh, somewhere, somewhere across this creek, there's waiting, <laughs> someone's waiting for me, this clean-cut American boy. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah, Jen's brother. He was queer, wasn't he? Yes, was he? he was. Yeah. He came yeah, out as gay. Dream cake. And if I rec- and he was funny you should say that, because he was often um he looked a bit, a bit like a young Tom Cruise himself, actually. Well, Kurt Smith. There we go. Kurt Smith. So yeah. George no Pacey, you a Pacey or a Dawson person? I, mean, I, I was Pacey. Is there a question? Mm, Everyone's yeah. Pacey, oh, no one yeah. was Dawson. Yeah. No. Suspect so to end this podcast very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I Same can't choose anything. It's like the OC one we did as mind. well. Like you were everyone. Oh, were you a, were you a Seth Cohen or were you a what's his name? Like no one was Ryan. You were Seth Cohen. And yeah, Pacey walked so Seth Cohen could run. Well, so Katie, she was a Pacey gal herself because mm-hmm. she, Joshua Jackson was her first proper boyfriend. She said she was. He was I her first. That. Love. She and should never have let him go because he's grown into a fine specimen. Oh, has he? I haven't looked at him recently. Oh, I need George, to do a Google. He looks Treat great. Yourself. And also, he just is great. He's a great guy. He's just never fucked up, basically. Joshua was her first love. Then she started dating and became engaged to, just like somebody who's just so naughty. You just, you sort of see a picture of him, you smell CK Wood. Uh huh. Chris Klein. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Klein. So they start going out in 2000. They become engaged in 2003. But okay. their, their relationship ends. And let's leave Katie there. And let's go back in time and meet the Romeo of this story. Tom Cruise uh, was born in Syracuse, New York, to an electrical engineer dad and uh, his mother, who was a teacher. Now, apparently his dad was like not a nice guy. He's quite violent, quite alcoholic. So him, uh, so his parents split when he was young. And um, he describes his dad as a merchant of chaos, a bully and a coward. So not good times. And now again, this could be a signal of things to come. So he, he escapes this chaotic background by getting very into religion. So he's quite like super Catholic when he was younger. He even attends for a short while a seminary. Oh, saying God, he, he wants really to be a Franciscan priest is wow. nothing if not extreme. Uh, but then he becomes he ex- uh, gets expelled for drinking. He attends 15 schools in 14 years. 
his senior year of high school he got kicked off the football team where he was the linebacker because he was caught drinking beer wait 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 so wait, wait, wait pause back up you're trying to make me believe that tom cruise who's like five foot three was a linebacker i'm he sorry he i can't bullshit on this he didn't get kicked off for beer he got kicked off for being short all right <laughs> he's made up the drinking bit i don't buy that for a second <laughs> so how did he fight how did he bounce back from being kicked off the high school football team for, for being drinking? little go on <laughs> i'll tell you how he bounced back by getting the starring lead in the school's production of guys and dolls of course oh tom well done that's better than the damn yankees by the way for anyone wondering <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys and dolls is one not to not to go on yeah for, exactly I'm getting very like Zac Efron from High School Musical. Yeah, that vibe, yeah. He's a sports star. He also sings and dances. So that, um, starring in the musical makes a big impact on him. He moves to New York and then he moves to LA to pursue an acting career. And basically, he's like pretty successful very quickly. And as well as being successful in the film industry, he is successful with the ladies. So at the start of his career, he's linked mainly to older women. So he had relationships with Melissa Gilbert, Rebecca de Mornay, Patty Schialfa, who now is married to Bruce Springsteen. That's right. And a fan of the pod and a friend of the pod, sure. Oh, yeah, of course, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. So his first marriage is to Mimi Rogers. Mm-hmm. She's six years older than him. They get married in 87. Now, Mimi Rogers doesn't just bring love into his life. She also brings a little institution called Scientology. Because she is from like Scientology royalty. Her dad was friends with L. Ron Hubbard. She was the one who introduced Kirsty. I was about to say Kirsty Alsop. Kirsty Alley to Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd love Kirstie Elsa to be a scientist. That would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So from going out with Mimi Rogers, he's now becoming more involved in Scientology. And he becomes very good friends with a little scamp I don't know if you've heard called Dave Miscavige. And mm. Mimi Rogers blames the split her and Tom Cruise's, the end of their marriage on David Miscavige kind of thinking, you could do better, Tom. Like... You know, you're now right. super famous and Mimi Rogers is kind of not as famous as you. You could probably do better. Well, maybe okay. maybe right. he could do better because on the set of his next film, Days of Thunder. Here she comes. She's just imagine her beautiful curls of auburn hair are just on the horizon. Who yeah. is it? Who is it? We see the face. The faces oh. are moving. Did we hear the oh, accent? Then it was. <laughs> it's Nicole Kidman. It's Nicole oh. Kidman. Back then, there was still some movement in the face. Give her something. Yeah. She had some movement back then, still. <laughs> hadn't completely frozen yet. They got married in 1990. They adopted two children. They were together, like, obviously, golden couple of Hollywood. Uh, but then they got divorced in 2001. And it was very sudden. So apparently, Nicole had no idea this was happening. She, you know, she, was, she didn't think there was any reason that, you know, the marriage was going to split up. But Tom very much hinted that the split was Nicole's fault, saying in interviews, if people wanted to know why they'd split up, he said, and I quote, ask Nicole, she knows. Oh, well done. Well done, Tom. I mean, that's how you answer the question. (laughs) Deflect, deflect, deflect. So it seems like a very, like, tumultuous relationship. And, you know, he seemed very sad after the split. He was linked briefly to Penelope Cruz, who he worked with in Vanilla Sky. Mm -hmm. They had a three-year relationship, but apparently couldn't get beyond anything worse, you know, couldn't really become serious because Scientology is a very important part of Tom Cruise's life. And Penelope Cruz, she was sort of dabbled in it, but never wanted to fully commit. So that meant that... You he know, needed to find a more willing participant. Somebody who shared more of his hobbies and interests. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a lot of this, what I'll be reading is what was reported in Vanity Fair. So, obviously, Tom Cruise 
denies this and people in Scientology denies this is what happened. So take this. This is just what we read in Vanity Fair. So put this in as many inverted commas as you like. So apparently after the split with Penelope Cruz, Tom Cruise was very sad. And he kept saying to people, but I'm Tom Cruise. Why can't I get a girlfriend? I'm Tom Cruise. And apparently David Miscavige, you know, his friendship with Tom was very important. And he didn't like seeing his friend sad. So... Apparently, they started basically an auditioning process mm. where, you know, if you're Tom Cruise, you can't go on Tinder or Bumble to, to find your next girlfriend. It's sort of a more specific group of people that you're looking for. Mm. So they sent the word out that they were auditioning for leads in his next film. And then just as part of the audition process, they were like, yeah, speaking of which, what do you think of Tom Cruise? What do you think? I see. And they just happened to find Katie when she wasn't in a school play. Well, no, no, she's not there yet. She's not there yet. (laughs) Oh, so so she had a school play. So she had a school play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she said, I'm not going to come to that audition. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Shelley, Dave Miscavige's wife, was part of this top secret project. And the idea was to call in actresses and then ask some questions like, what do you think of Tom Cruise? Right. So one of the people auditioned was a Scientology um, stalwart. She'd been in the religion her whole life. Nazanim Boniadi. I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I'm Irish. So uh, she was told, you know, this is the top. This is all, again, according to Vanity Fair, uh, that Scientology deny this she was told uh, that they were auditioning her for a highly important ambassadorial role in Scientology she's given a whole new wardrobe and she's flown from California to New York and before that she was asked what's your idea of the perfect first date and she said sushi and ice skating so- oh, that's Really odd. That's a really weird blend. <laughs> she likes skating. cold. Okay. And she, she arrives in New York. She goes up to the meeting room. Who's there? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Sushi and some skates. <laughs> Basically with like ice skates over his shoulder with a tray of sushi. Chopsticks in hand. <laughs> <laughs> and thus begins a courtship with Tom Cruise. So he was just like, you know, he's a very charming man. You know, there's, you know, actors are all about charisma. So um, they were kind of like dating. But there was a sort of a twist to if you were dating, allegedly Tom Cruise, this part of his life was that if you did anything that annoyed him, he would feed it back to the other people in Scientology and then they would feed that information back to you. Why wouldn't you just walk away at that point? I just think if... I think if you're somebody who was lasted that long in a religion as rigorous as Scientology, maybe you're just like, okay, let's... Can I ask a question? At this point, according to this alleged experience, at this point, was she still thinking this was all um, auditioned to be an ambassador for the religion? Or had she finally (laughs) realised I was just here to get Tom Cruise a girlfriend? She was like, I'm in love with Tom Cruise. Oh, so she totally fell for it. Okay, by Tom Cruise. I mean, I bet it's I bet it's hard to resist. I bet he demonstrates. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet he oh, demonstrates yeah. well. Yeah. I bet he can get a heart shaped chocolate box. At oh, the of his fingers. yes. I think I bet I bet he. Makes, she had a lot. I, I bet he makes Kanye West look subtle. <laughs> I think he's. <laughs> so if Cruz found fault with anything she said or did, according to the source, he immediately reported it to a member of staff, and then she would be audited about it. So it all came to a head one afternoon when they were all um, on snowmobiles. So Tom, very outdoorsy person. They're all chilling on snowmobiles. Nazanin was feeling sick from her period and from the altitude. She fell off her vehicle and was badly bruised. But according to the source, she was in excruciating pain. But Scientologists do not believe in medicating in such circumstances. That's right. You got to think your way through it. You took think your way through it. So she asked to go back to the house. She burst into tears. She, she was lying down to rest when she told she had to go downstairs and help entertain the Miscavages. The Miscavages <laughs> are called over. So David Miscavige was speaking very rapidly and she had trouble following his American English. So apparently she had to ask several times, excuse me. Oh my 
And in Scientology, there's a real belief that the further you are in the process, the more like clearer you are communicating because it's all about like communicating and intention and, you know, getting your idea to land. So for her to say, uh, oh, sorry, could you repeat that again? Is like incredibly insulting to the head of Scientology based on communication. So Tom is like, Oh, mortified. God. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's giving me like a very um, Charles and Diana. Uh, I, that's that, so that funny whole, like, you say that. I was thinking this does sound like a girl being indoctrinated into like aristocracy or royalty. This yeah. kind of like your problems are secondary to the appearance where you must give of happiness, basically. So I don't care how. Basically, you like feel. telling the queen she's not enunciating. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care if you sit, come down here and entertain. That's what, that's what your job <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. 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 So how do you think they split up? How do you think they split up? I think she sent a message to somebody who knew someone else, who knew someone else, who could eventually get it round to Tom's lackeys, who would tell Tom (laughs) via David Miscavige. (laughs) Basically, the people who work for Tom just moved her stuff out of (gasps) his apartment. Oh my God, that is harsh. That is so harsh. (laughs) This is wild. Her parting glimpse of Cruz was seeing him working out in his home gym as she left the house. And then when she asked why Tom would not break up with her himself, she was told he was not to be disturbed. Oh, and I bet you that last shot of him, like in her mind of him working out, was him like, I bet he has a home gym and one huge wall is a mirror. And it was him just like intensely looking at himself in the mirror, pumping iron, you know, very like American psycho vibes or like mm. or like an American beauty. You know what I mean? Just like staring at himself, working out. That's the last image you'll ever have of him. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's officially on the market. <laughs> so it's 2005. He's on the market. He is unlucky in love. Will he ever find anybody to replace the hole in his heart left by Nikki? Wait, it is so well, it's 2005. So it's the year he meets Katie. It all happens like that quickly. Yeah, he's single. He's ready to mingle. He's looking to meet the new Mrs. Cruz. And he's like, why can't I get a girlfriend? I'm Tom Cruise. Why can't I get a girlfriend? (laughs) So he's just, you know, just thinking, if only somebody could send me a sign. And luckily, the universe was listening because around the same period, Katie Holmes gave an interview where she admitted that when she was younger... Who was her dream husband? It, it was Tom Cruise. I remember that interview. I remember reading that interview. Yeah. It was Tom Cruise. So a few months after this interview, Cruise's manager asked to meet her, ostensibly to talk about a role in Mission Impossible. She'd only broken up with the actor Chris Klein a month beforehand. She flew to LA. She met Tom Cruise. And she said, in her own words, so I'll be playing the part of Katie, uh, <laughs> I knew in an instant that we were going to be together, that we were going to get married. So it was love at first sight. Can I just say, by the way, am I the only one that at the time I very took it at face value, but the more I think about it, did you know anyone, me and Katie Holmes are almost exactly the same age. I don't know if I knew anyone in like the 90s whose dream guy was Tom Cruise. No. That wasn't a thing for us, was it? Like maybe teenagers in the 80s, maybe, but he was never like a pinup, you know? This wasn't like Brad Pitt or something. Yeah, I, I, he was. there was always a kind of a veneer of kind of something weird. Yeah, I always liked him as an actor, 90s. and I think we all liked his yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. and I thought it was great, and I got that he was objectively a good-looking dude, but I don't know any girls who were like, it wasn't like George Clooney or Ryan Gosling or Brad Pitt or women are like oh yeah tom cruise like he was never that so there's something weird about her saying that (laughs) something happened there she was told maybe when she says i just knew i knew at that moment we would get married it's just because at that moment a contract was just put in front of her (laughs) and that's the bit she that's the bit she didn't talk about (laughs) i knew at that moment because they told me Maybe, 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 probably not, maybe. probably not. So, George, what was, so how how did you find out first by Tom and Katie? Like, what was going, did you think they were interesting together as a couple or what was going on? Yeah, I mean, so I don't think I was really aware of it until the Oprah interview, which was just so weird. That was the bit that for me, I was not super interested in celebrity relationships until that. And then I was just like, 
this is demented. He, the way he goes backstage and like, and, 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 and you, you kind of think, oh, she's just going to be waiting in the wings and she's not waiting in the yeah. wings. So he has to keep going and the camera follows and it's like going through green rooms and green rooms. And then eventually he gets her and like brings her out with her hands behind her back and puts her onto the stage and she hugs. And it's, I was just like, this is so odd You're that so I'm right. now obsessed with this relationship. It's like, everyone it's talks fascinating. about the jumping on the couch bit but it's actually you're totally right the weirdest bit that's not actually that big of a deal it's the going backstage and how long it took to find her and that she was clearly (laughs) and I remember she's wearing like boot cut jeans like a crappy top like she clearly is not wearing clothes to be on film like she was like oh I didn't know I was gonna do this and she looks like Joey Potter still and it's just it's just just weird it's just really weird and if you're listening you cannot find it's impossible to get hold of that clip by the way so let's do, let's like break down because they have just met. So now okay. begins the courtship, Tom Cruise's courtship of Katie Holmes. And what I love about this is genuinely reading the courtship. It reminds me of like fan fiction. I would write about my dream boyfriend when I was about maybe 13. <laughs> like it's really like what you at 13 think is the most romantic thing. Oh my so God. This is what he did. <laughs> This is what he did. So on his first date with Katie, he took her on a high-speed motorcycle ride to Santa Monica. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then he wooed her with limousines filled with chocolates and flowers. I mean, George is in. (laughs) Yeah. You got me, Tom. (laughs) Then he flew her on his 1944 Tuskegee Airman P-51 Warbird, which he painted with the name Kiss Me Kate. Okay, oh. the, the plane, the, the Tuskegee Warbird, I'm in. All right, sorry, but that, I'm in. The uh, the motorcycle ride, yeah, we're not in Top Gun anymore, Tom. And the limousine ride, I'm not 15. The limousine, isn't that impressive? But the bird, <laughs> the actual plane, I'm in. I'm in. Then he flew her to Rome, where he had the bed in their 3,500 hotel room. Not rose petals. With rose petals. No, no. Not rose petals. No. You lost me again, Tom. I'm out. Not the. Has anyone, have either of you, have anyone, does anyone like that? Does anyone want. No. No. It's just a visual in movies and TV shows, but in real life, has anyone ever actually done it or enjoyed it? No, because like, what then happens? What to then the happens? You like toss them on the floor, and then you have sex on the bed, and then you get off the bed, and then you tread them into the floor. Yeah, and then, and then you're like, oh, I've got them on like my bare skin, and no. And then the poor like, or like you just put them on the floor, and the poor cleaner has to come clean them up, and you're like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. We thought I'd be romantic. Yeah. Or, or yeah. like you try and like get busy on them, and you're all covered in sticky rose petals. It's just mm. I don't. You're like, oh my God, I've got a rash. I've got a rash. Oh right. my God. I'm allergic. Like I'm allergic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, I didn't I didn't bring a, an antihistamine with me. I, this is, <laughs> I'm, I'm so Rome. sorry. I've got to go home. <laughs> so barely a month into this courtship, barely a month, he makes his infamous appearance on Oprah where he jumped on the sofa. Only, only a, a month. month. A month. Bloody hell. And you know what I have to say? If you watch that episode, which I have seen, you know who's a real little shitster? Oprah Winfrey. Oh, she yeah. She is shitstirring. She, yeah. She's egging them on. She's she like, oh my God. She that crowd into Tom. a frenzy as well. Oh, she's like, Katie, yeah. Katie, <laughs> oh, Katie. She, it's like mob. She, it's a full mob. She really is. I totally agree. This is all from like memory because like I said, you cannot fucking get it anymore. But... I remember that she's just kind of going, go on, do it, go on, go on. He, she's like, he's like a hyper kid on sweets. Yeah. And she's like, because she was saying, oh, and I saw you at my party and you've got this girlfriend and I've never seen you. You're usually so private, but there's something that seems different about you when you're with her. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why I think Oprah's doing that? Because famously, Tom had just dropped his publicist. What's her name? The fam- uh, Pat, Pat, King- Pat Kingsley, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm positive. And yeah, that was her that was his longtime publicist. And he was she's like this Hollywood legend publicist. And then he dropped her. That's what his quote unquote sort of this era of Tom Cruise that changed the public's perception of him. I'm trying to word this very carefully. <laughs> it sort of started happening. <laughs> and I get the feeling that was probably the first time he'd appeared on Oprah's show where she hadn't been told by the publicist, you can't ask X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? You can't ask anything. So probably the first time that she felt sort of free reign to kind of go for it. 
And so she's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to make up for all the years where I couldn't ask him about Nicole or write anything. I was doing it. And he was up for it. <laughs> he was totally cool to go along with it. Well, also around this time, Katie Holmes is doing a lot of publicity because she's in her big breakout role, Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. So this was supposed to, it was like her big, it's a big blockbuster role. It's an, you know, adult role. She's left Dawson's Creek behind. So this was supposed to be her big transition into being a big Hollywood movie star. Mm. To go from ingenue to leading romantic lady. The only problem is, in all the interviews from this period, when all the interviews were trying to talk to her about being in Batman Begins, the only thing Katie will talk about is her new boyfriend, Tom Cruise. Oh, These okay. two. So what was starting to happen is there was a lady, I'm going to get her name, called Jessica Rodriguez, okay. who worked for the Scientologist, who suddenly started working for Katie Holmes and kind of was helping her negotiate this time in her life. So here's some quotes from a big big interview she had with W Magazine. During this period, Katie fires her manager, her agent, and her publicist. So she's in this interview promoting Batman Begins. Oh, God. So she's been dating Tom for six weeks. And she says, and I quote, I found the man of my dreams. From the moment I met him, it's just like I'd known him forever. (sighs) I was blown away. He's the most incredible man. He's so generous and kind, and he helps so many people. And... He makes me laugh like I've never laughed. <laughs> and he's a great friend. Oh, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. Oh. <laughs> we've all said it six I... weeks in. I'm sure when you met Tim, he was the God's <laughs> gift to Earth. We've all said it. We've all done it. Just not oh, in print. God. <laughs> it, that's not even the worst part. The interview continues. And the interviewer says, like, what do you think a relationship will be like oh, with Tom God. when the honeymoon period is over? It'll never be over. Tom and I will always be in the honeymoon phase. Oh my god, I can't believe she said it! I can't believe she said it! I mean, okay, wasn't she... Can we also... What was the age difference? I know it wasn't, like, shocking, okay, so but it was big. It, it was... She was... Oh, hang on. She was, like... Well, she was around my age, so she would have been, like, She was 26. Oh, she was 43. He was 43. He was 43. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's quite um, shocking. So this is how sort of the, the Jessica Rodriguez is sort of like influencing the interview. She chimes in only to offer an amen following one of Holmes's rhapsodies. You adore him, Rodriguez says, after the actress explains that she can't keep her hands off Cruz. Then the interviewer says, why, like you're being very public. Do you worry that maybe you're being too public this early on in your relationship? Rodriguez says, and why can't they go public? Like Brad and Angelina, that would just be a shame for them. Right, Katie? This and is so like, <laughs> Right, Katie? Why can't you be happy? Right, Katie? <laughs> uh-huh, I am so happy. <laughs> this is terrifying. And then, so um, she's asked, is Tom putting pressure on her to, you know, join the Scientology religion? She says, that's really ludicrous because, I mean, you have to know Tom. He's the most loving, generous man who, first of all, he wants to help people. He doesn't put pressure on people. He is the kindest, smartest, most adoring man. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with him. (gasps) What? Who says that about someone they're dating? I've never... Six weeks. What was the the thing she said at the end? Privileged. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be it's with him. It's a pleasure and a privilege. <gasps> imagine, imagine you go to someone's wedding and they turn to you with like a glassy-eyed stare and they're like, I'm so happy. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to be married. <laughs> you would like rescue them yeah, immediately. Come with me, come with me, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the best part of this interview hasn't even happened yet. Oh my God. Okay, so I'll just finish. As if that wasn't already perfectly clear, just then a security guard lumbers into the dressing room and presents Holmes with a giant silver box tied in a thick purple ribbon. A small crowd gathers to watch her gleefully tear open the package and pluck out a Chanel diamond necklace. Oh my God. A gift, naturally, from Cruz. 
He's my man! He's my man! She screams, then jumps up on her chair to do an impression of her fiancé's now famous sofa stick from Oprah. <laughs> People began to cheer. I can do splits too, Holmes says, jumping up and down, splaying herself across the floor. Oh my God. I would literally <laughs> scoop her up and run. <laughs> that oh my God. Is crackers. Um, <gasps> so what I should just need to flag, we, they haven't even got engaged yet. Just okay. up where we are. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Speed through it. I mean, the whole thing was last. I mean, they're engaged like the next day, right? <laughs> so pretty fast. They get engaged June 2005, seven weeks after meeting. Seven weeks. So mm-hmm. how does Tom Cruise get engaged? Well, I'll tell you how he get engaged. He proposed at the Eiffel Tower, presenting Holmes with a five-carat yellow solitaire diamond ring and recited a two-page poem he had written. He wrote the poem? He wrote the poem. Okay, that I'm surprised about. So far, everything he's done has been unbelievably unoriginal and cliche and taken from something. So if he actually wrote a poem... What was the poem? Like, roses are red. Two pages of that again and again and again. <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue. Do you love me? I love you. Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> it says that again for two pages. <laughs> so Cruz arranges a press conference to tell everybody the news. Holmes says at the press conference, sometimes dreams do come true. Then she says, like, wow, when Tom calls for me, I'm coming. I miss him right now. And it's only been like one hour. Oh, my God. She is. Imagine being her friend through all this. She is just on cloud nine. Very quickly afterwards, uh, Katie gets pregnant and Suri is born on April 18, 2006. The exact anniversary of... Of their first date. Oh my god! Aww. That Vanity Fair cover—that was one of the best-looking babies I've ever seen. Do you remember it, George? Yeah, that was incredible. That iconic cover. Yeah. That baby, Surrey Cruz. Oh. So when Katie was pregnant, it was reported that uh, well, it's not reported. They said it themselves. Tom Cruise bought an ultrasound machine to have in their house. <gasps> And doctors criticised him because he said that's actually very dangerous because you shouldn't just, it's not a reckless, you shouldn't be reckless around oh my very God. serious medical DIY equipment. ultrasounds at home? <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. So we're going to the big wedding. So this wedding was epic. November 18th, oh, Holmes yeah. and Cruz were married in a Scientology ceremony at a 15th century castle in Italy. Touches. Everybody was there apart from who? Who was not there? David Miscavige. Well, so Shelley Miscavige was not there. Also, it was the first time she was noted as being um, absent from somewhere she should be or it would usually be. But more pertinently, Katie Holmes's parents. Oh, really? Wow. They did not go to the wedding oh, ceremony. Poor Don't Ohio worry. family. <laughs> Oh, who I hope is a friend of the podcast, our reliable, intrepid reporter, Leah Remini is there. Of course she was. Leah was there. So she, so she says she was only invited on the condition that she brought along J-Lo and Mark Anthony. Did she? Yeah, she did. She brought along J-Lo and Mark Anthony. So J-Lo was there. <laughs> That's J-Lo was there. Now we got a fun wedding on her hands. And so according to Leah, they kept trying to separate J-Lo and her at the wedding ceremony, but they were having none of it. Katie left Tom standing at the altar for at least 20 minutes. So apparently Tom was stood there with a giant grin on his face. And and then everybody was like really awkward. And at one stage, J-Lo leaned over and said to Leah, do you think she's coming? Imagine just imagine Tom Cruise's grin. You can just picture it. Him and oh it. it's fine, God. guys. Oh, it's yeah, guys. It's fine. No problem. They're following him. It is you know white knuckled fist just because he's like going enraged. Two other highlights <laughs> from it. This is part of the um, the vows that Tom had to say as part of the Scientology religion. Uh, when you get married, girls need clothes and food, tender happiness and frills, a comb, a pan, and a cat. <laughs> That's part of the Scientology wedding vows. <laughs> What's a, a comb? 
those are the those are the like standard Scientology yes. wedding vows. That's yes. just what people say. Love, honor, and obey. A panacoma cat. <laughs> a panacoma cat. Well, I mean, I, I I wouldn't turn him down. I like all of those things. <laughs> yes. Do boys not need food and clothes? No. Girls need tender no. happiness and frills. Okay. And that's frills. Not I'm not an English person saying. Thrills. Yeah, there's frills. frills. Little frills on your dress. I mean, they are cute. Frills. At the wedding ceremony, Tom Cruise performs for his new bride. You've lost that loving feeling. Of course he does. He means the classics. And once again, he can't think of anything himself. <laughs> he just takes it off. Now he's now he's gone down to doing stuff from his own movies. He's, the well's running dry. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird song to sing at your wedding, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It, the whole, it works in a film as a funny bit you do to get girls at a bar. But once you're at a wedding, it's like, yeah, this song's about someone who's not into you anymore. <laughs> yeah. It work, Tom. <laughs> so now they're officially married and you would think, you know, think of what it's, you know, marriage to Tom Cruise has done for other women's careers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be having the same effect on Katie's career. So because of sort of the brand management of being married to Tom Cruise, loads of films that she had lined up and now no longer deemed appropriate. So she's, she steps out of loads of really exciting projects she was supposed to be part of. And apparently she becomes quickly quite frustrated with her career because Tom's career is just like carrying on as normal but Katie because she was like this ingenue you know a a star of this teen show and now she kind of has sort of people sort of think there's something odd about this relationship Mm. it's sort of and they it's it doesn't help her career the way that maybe you would assume it would yeah, she did so, kind of come of a cultural... It was a lot of... You think of all the TV shows like South Park and Family Gun, all they were always doing jokes about her escaping or being in a cell and stuff. So you couldn't really think of her maybe as being anyone else, I guess. Yeah, and we'd already seen it kind of unfold once with Nicole Kidman as well. So it was all, it was a little bit like... It wasn't this like first relationship of Tom Cruise and... Yeah, no, it was just looking a lot more like you were watching a story unfold yeah. that you knew was going to end badly. Yeah, and meanwhile, his career, this was him in his big Mission Impossible phase, wasn't it? So he was yeah, kind of he's... pretty easy easy flow in there. It was pretty simple for him to keep that up. Well, 2012, Cruz gets blindsided by some news. Katie wants a divorce. So there are reports of disposable cell phones, fired security staff, and publicists, a secretly rented apartment in a strategic jurisdiction. Holmes waited till he was in Iceland, then phoned him with the announcement and was reported unwilling to reconsider. Katie wouldn't speak to her husband again, instead making him deal directly with her father, who is, let's remind ourselves... A lawyer. A A divorce lawyer. A divorce lawyer. Good stuff. Now, weirdly enough, she was 33, the exact same age Nicole and Mimi Rogers were when they got divorced and Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah. Did you know that, George? Yeah. I knew that, yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Oh my goodness. I really remember this whole saga unfolding because I because I remember there was like, it was very like a military operation, wasn't it? It was like a sting operation from her, it felt like it was le- like kind of led by her dad to just get Katie out of LA. And I feel like she was almost like just bundled off to New York really quickly. Oh my God, and then, I didn't know that. And then it was like, we just didn't hear from her for ages. And it was, that was the most exciting time. I mean, I quit my job, I quit everything. <laughs> Watch and see what happens. <laughs> to tell your landlord, I'm sorry, I can't pay rent this month, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I know where Katie Holmes might be. <laughs> but it's also like, do you think, like, in my mind, like, a few years into their relationship, or how long was their marriage together? It was not that short. What was it, nine? Like five and a half years. Five or and something? a half years. Is that right, Grania? 2012 minus 2005. Yeah, so, so yeah, about, well, about six, six and a half years then. Okay. So yeah. I imagine that in my mind, that means like year six or something, Katie was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but hadn't like spoken to her family in years and, you know, had to make contact covertly somehow. And then like her, once her father realized, oh my God, you don't want to be this anymore. He just put the wheels in motion. Like you say, just got her the hell out of there and then hit her somewhere in a camp, in like a cabin somewhere under like a... It seems very like in a movie summer. Like she was hidden somewhere in a cab in a cabin in Colorado, and no one knew. No one knew. She, she only had a burner phone that was just in line, just to him, and that was it. 
The only, the only other person who knew where she was was, oddly enough, George Hayworth, who was in London at the time. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> so George, you know, Tom, he seems like a very intense person. He seems like if he wants to commit to something, he'll make it work. Casey seemed to really adore him. Why do you think those two crazy cats couldn't make it work? Oh, God, I guess they just uh, had different different goals in life, you know. <laughs> she, he wanted he wanted the love of of a of an immortal um kind of quasi science sort of god. So, after the split, Katie, you know, she's much more low profile. She is in a relationship for a while with Jamie Foxx from 2013 to 2019, then they split up and then she was until recently dating celebrity chef Emilio Vitola Jr. That's right. Oh, she was just seen with someone recently. She's seen some young, I know he's younger than her. I think she's like 43. I think he's, I think he's 33. I think he's 33. (gasps) I swear to God, he's 33. I've totally forgotten his name. He's something like the second or the third or something. And she's dating, she's dating a new guy. She's got a new young, young hot whippersnapper at her heels. So. Oh, good for you, Katie. Yeah, she's got someone new in her life. Yeah. But they were, what, they were the smooching end- in the streets. Although he's been sort of like very loosely connected to the various co-stars over the years, that's sort of the last celebrity yeah. romance Tom Cruise has had. He flew too close to the celebrity sun and now he's too scared to try and slap his wings again. It does feel like it, yeah. Do you, Is there any hint, did you find anything of hints of him dating anyone at all? Is it just totally... It was all just actresses that he'd appeared in films yeah like which is Hayley all bullshit Atwell yeah. and stuff like that which i don't really believe so oh, when he's you... kind of got a vladimir putin quality to him yeah it's like... unlucky in love unlucky in love. <laughs> eternal bachelor <laughs> <laughs> so george i think it's time that we we pose the big question of the podcast the reason why we're all here you know we look at the sad broken story of a love that Burned brightly, and then was gone too soon. Casey Holmes and Tom Cruise. But after the split, who do you think thrived and who simply survived? Do you know what? I'm going to say that Katie thrived. I think Katie thrived. Uh, I think Tom, you know, his career's done good things. It's, it's really maintained. He is one of those stars that has really maintained his box office cachet. He's done his, his thing, but he was doing that before. So I think he survived. I think he just kept going. Um, but Katie, for me, she is the, she is the kind of success story of this thing. She, she reclaimed herself. She reclaimed her independence. And I feel like Suri also kind of also thrived mm. because I feel like she hasn't, they, she, she's kind of been pretty much kept out of mm. the, well, she's kept herself out of the limelight now because she's like, well, 15 or 16. Yeah, she's there, yeah. She's not sort of super playing the celebrity no. kid game. And also, it's funny you say when Tom has maintained his career, but it's also, he's just kind of accepted a certain place in Hollywood that I don't feel like, that there was a time there when like an Oscar was, was in, within his grasp. And I feel like that's never happening again. Like he's not. No. I mean, I, I'm so interested in this, in this news that he can sing and dance. Cause I mean, he should just be on Broadway. He could get himself a Tony at least. He'll never be an EGOT, but that's you know, so he could get it. He could get something. I want to see Tom. I want to see Tom happy. And I want to see Tom with an award in his So hand. you want yeah. him to be, you want him to thrive as well. I do. You know, I do as well. Both, I'm a they both suffered. Uh huh. I just, I think we're about to, I think there's still time for the renaissance of Katie Holmes. I think she's, she all, she, like a nice prestige drama could be just around the corner. She's oh, yeah. And she's entering her divahood. Her mid-40s are beckoning. She needs her own big think, little lies. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for our second final, our second final question. Our final, final our final, question. final, final question. Off the topic of Tomcat altogether. We leave them in the rearview mirror. As we ask you, George, the question we ask all our guests, there's a certain lady out there who we love to pieces. We don't think that she needs someone. We just maintain that she deserves to be loved. So put your thinking cap on. Can you think of anyone that would be a good match for the one, the only, the unbelievably single, Cher? Oh God, Cher. She 
she needs she needs full love. Well, you know what? I actually went to, to see Cher in Vegas a few years oh, ago. Oh, here we go. And she was incredible. And uh, we got a limo from uh, our hotel three doors down the road, down the strip to the venue. Very Tom Cruise first date. Um, very, very <laughs> Tom Cruise first date. I mean, actually, going back to Tom Cruise, I feel like, he, you know, he and I could do very well together. Like, I would appreciate the chocolate boxes. I'd appreciate the limo. Yes. Like, but anyway, that's a side note. But, you know, what I really got from Cher on stage was a really strong I don't know if I don't know if people are going to know this performer but um, David Hoyle the Divine David he's a Manchester based performer he had a TV show The Divine David I love him to bits he's incredible (laughs) Cher gave me such strong David Hoyle vibes on stage she was speaking the truth she was playing with the tech guys she kept standing in the wrong spotlight she was really like messing with the performance David and Cher Oh. Could be a good couple. That's probably a little niche because a lot of people are not going to know who David is. But um, no, that's they, on them. But no, that's a good, a good opportunity to look him exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. We always say it. go with your gut, and I, I, we yeah. need some. We brought you on for a niche art viewpoint. Yeah. That's what we wanted. You know, we, yeah. we, we didn't. Oh, absolutely. We didn't bring you on niche for the mainstream viewpoint. Here. We didn't we want you to patronize us. That's right. We didn't <laughs> want you to look down and say, "Oh, I don't know, Zac Efron." We wanted yeah. you. We wanted <laughs> the Soho the... drag queen perspective. That's what we're after. There you go. You got it. I love it. What a good one. Excellent stuff. Um, George, where can our listeners, friends and family find what you're up to, share what you're working on? They can go to uh, the Twitter account of Bourgeois Maurice or the Instagram account, uh, which is uh, at Borg Maurice. Because no one can spell bourgeois, um, and <laughs> if they if they like going into live venues, they can see us. Uh, we'll be on tour around the UK over the rest of the year. We're in Manchester and uh, Belfast and places all over the place. Lovely, love Amazing. it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really, that was a thanks great for having couple. me. I loved thank it. Thank you. And thank send you. your heart shaped chocolate boxes <laughs> to <laughs> venues around the country. <laughs> The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The way they were. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.